Hello everyone and welcome back to the Benchwire Podcast. We got season two, episode four in store for you today. If you guys want to see more content, drop a like on this video. Or if you listen on Spotify, keep listening and make sure to also listen on Apple Podcasts because we got that too. too. Yeah, we got the rating system on there too. So make sure to do that. We got a link tree. You can check that in the link down below. But let's get started here today. What are we talking about? Week well, two, right? Week two. Yeah, week two just finished, wrapped up. Pretty good week. Teams finally decided to start scoring, which is nice. Um, but, I mean, the first thing that we got to talk about is the injuries. Uh, not saying that all of these injuries that I'm about to mention happened this past week. They might have happened before, and it kind of just the news came out this week. But uh, we'll talk about your guy at the end just because I know you'll want to talk about My that guy. for a little bit. My guy. Um, Let's talk about two guys that were on the Eagles, one that is on the Eagles, one that was. Uh, Vontae Maddox and C.J. Garner-Johnson, both out for the year with, I believe, the same, in- same torn injury. Peck. Torn peck. Yep. Brutal. Um, yeah, really tough injury for the Lions who, I mean, just watching their first game against the Chiefs, C.J. was a difference maker. Um, but, yeah, Vontae Maddox is a huge loss for the Eagles. Um, and then we have the injuries to the running backs, uh, Nick Chubb and Saquon. Different injuries. Um, I think Nick Chubb, something that he tore multiple ligaments in his knee, which is uh, awful to hear. Same knee uh, he tore in college. So yeah, it, it was like a very similar uh, injury to that. Pairs to him. Yeah, he's out for the season. Um, Saquon, he, I guess, messed up his ankle. I, I think it's one to two weeks. Uh, theoretically, I guess it could have been week to week. They were saying he could play this week. There's a chance. Yeah, Believe. It depends. I, it depends how quickly he, he heals. I, I don't think they should, even if he could. Yeah. It's not worth it. It's the Niners. Uh, just take the L. Just take yeah, the L. and we'll, we'll talk about Saquon in a second. Uh, I did forget one player. Buda Baker on IR for four weeks. Doesn't really matter. The Cardinals aren't trying to win anything. But uh, for a player that kind of had some aspirations of getting traded, doesn't really look like uh, it will happen soon. It's probably going to be a deadline move, if anything. So Yeah. Um, yeah, Nick Chubb. Huge loss for the Browns. Uh, arguably, the one of the top running backs. Well, it's not arguably. He's, uh, he's one of the top in the league. Yeah, one of the top running backs. Um, and so the Browns, they bring in Kareem Hunt for a visit. So we'll see. Interesting. We'll see if that becomes anything. I think that last night, the guy that they had playing looked pretty good. So, um, yeah. I mean, I, I think they'll be they'll figure it out. They have other issues, which we will talk about later in the podcast. Um, but go ahead and talk about your guy Saquon, what it means. Um, he was an X factor in that Cardinals game. Yeah, came up with that touchdown. Yep, came up with that touchdown at the end that uh, put him in front or tied it. Was it tied it? I believe tied it. Yeah. Um, diving at the pylon. Yeah. Tying the game. Yeah, it was a ton of energy from him. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, outstanding player, but gonna probably be with or without him for this 49ers Thursday night football game. You know, we've talked off camera and all that you already kind of penciled it in as a loss but i had as a loss um, even with saquon barkley even with saquon so, so uh i guess moving forward who do you have i think it's the seahawks after yeah we got a tough schedule coming up seahawks, we got the seahawks Bills, we have, dolphins and then wait, wait, eventually i got, I got the, the schedule Jets. on my phone we got the seahawks we got the dolphins we got the bills and then we got washington so i think he will be back for the Dolphins game, at least, at least, there's a chance he might come back. Seahawks game. I think it That's will be the Seahawks game. One. I don't think. I think that 
Listen, Saquon. But definitely he will be back for the Dolphins game. Yeah, Saquon, he's got to understand the situation that your team is in. Those are some tough games. And yes, you need to, at the him. very least, if you are going back to that you know, playoff Giants team, you're going to have to end up beating at least one of uh, 49ers, Bills, or Dolphins. Yeah. Right? If you don't beat any of those, you at least need to win that Seahawks game to have a fighting chance. Mm-hmm. And so Saquon, he would come back division. for that 100%, I think. Um, but yeah, like you said, uh, two, three weeks. Uh, what, what do you think the offense is going to do differently without him? I think you're going to see more play action from Daniel Jones and more him scrambling out of the pocket. Um, I think you're going to see more Paris Campbell. I think he's going to be more involved. He did play. Like jet sweeps, like that type yeah, of thing. Yeah, he did play running back in high school, and I think he had some snaps in college. So get him more involved. I think Wandale Robinson will be back. So you're going to see some jet sweeps with the receivers. We have a lot of those slot guys, so I think they'll make some plays. And Darren Waller will be a guy that will get the ball, the ball more. And you'll see more volume for from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean that wraps up that segment uh, talking about injuries. Obviously, we hope that we don't have to do this more, but we probably will. It is football. It is football. Uh, next thing that we're gonna talk about, kind of get it out of the way early. It, you gotta talk about it. Um, yes, there are three teams in the NFC East that are two and zero. I would say that the Eagles and Cowboys being 2-0 isn't too much of a surprise, but the Commanders being 2-0 is a little bit of a surprise. They're Granted, week one, uh, they beat the, the Cardinals, um, but they, yeah. all, they did just beat the Broncos, who, again, new head coach. It, it's a whole That's transition right. period. Um, but you got to say, I mean, they were down 21-3 or something like that. Maybe it might have been a little more on the Broncos side. At half. I mean, to come back the way they did, it was at one point, I think it was what? Like, it was some insane number. I, I, I can't remember it right off the top of my head. I probably should have researched it a little bit before. But let's say, theoretically, let's say it was like 34 to 21 at one point, Commanders. Like, that's how many unanswered points? I mean, that's insane. So, yeah. you know, I would say that, you know, we saw some good things from that team. And for... You know, Steve and I, who are both te- or fans of teams in the NFC East, probably shouldn't take the Commanders as lightly as we hey, do. Whoa. So, you know, yeah, we'll see. I mean, Sam Howell, he looks pretty good so far. Yeah. Not missing too when many passes. those teams, anyone looks uh, pretty good. Yeah, he's taking what's, what he's given, and that's probably Eric Bieniemy. So, yeah, it's good. I mean, what do you think? About or the did commanders? I kind of cover it? <laughs> About the Commanders? Yeah. Or just the NFC East in general? Commanders. I think, yeah, they, they played two crappy teams, and I don't know who they played this week, but we'll get into that eventually. But once they get that tougher Bills. schedule, yeah, Bills, so that's we'll an see. L right there, <laughs> I think. I think it's an L. Um, they, they had the easy wins out of the way, but I think reality will hit them this week, and their schedule is kind of tough because they have to play the AFC East, and they got to play that other division, I forget. But it's a tough division. Um, so I think the Commanders, they're good and all, but they're not really good as their record says. So. Okay. I mean, that's fair enough. Um, next topic. We talked about the Rams quite a bit. If you've listened to our other podcasts, I obviously continue to say that they're in this gray area. Um, it, although it was a last minute field goal or not last minute, last few seconds of the game, yeah, it was a know. field goal. It, it should why. have probably ended 30 to 20, but let's just say for the sake of it, the actual score was 23 30. They hung in there. They did. They hung in there for quite a bit of the game, and 
they lost Leonard Floyd. They lost Jalen Ramsey. They lost Taylor Rapp. I mean, I don't know how much of a difference maker Taylor Rapp Cooper is. Cooper Cup's but not playing. Cooper Cup isn't playing. Puka Nakua's stepping up. I mean, Kyron Williams took over for Cam Akers. Do you think this is one of those things where... It's coaching, man. It, I was going to say, do you think it's coaching? Uh, or do you think that this roster is just better than people are giving the credit for? Maybe it's just a lot of guys that people don't really know yet. Um, I think that, too. Um Got to give credit to the GM. Got to give credit to the coach, Sean McVay. He knows what he's dialing up. Matthew Maybe. Stafford's healthy now, so you're able to get him and make him productive. Um, Kyron Williams, he's actually performing pretty well. And Cam Akers, he's on the trade block. So yeah, I mean he hasn't. People are stepping up, and he just has to give not. kudos to that coaching staff. Yeah, he just hasn't performed for them, Cam Akers. Uh, so that's why he's on the trade block. Uh, I think. Something that I find really interesting is, like, going into this year, part of last year, people said it. We kind of thought, you know, Rams, they won the Super Bowl, and their uh, their windows slammed shut. There is a chance that they could go into this trade deadline as buyers. and They could. If they do, I mean, you got to give, like you said, give the GM credit because they sold a lot. But for them to be able to extend this window a bit, I mean, that... That's good for them. Yeah. Um, you need to get the most out of Stafford still. You couldn't You couldn't get one year with Stafford, go win a Super Bowl, and then the rest of the years that you're paying him, you do nothing. Right? Exactly. Like, I, I think that's just unfair to the fan base as well. So uh, credit to Sean McVay. Again, one of the best coaches in the NFL. Everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. And if people even question that, they shouldn't be anymore. Um, speaking of a Los Angeles team, the Chargers, 0-2, and that's – back-to-back games that they just can't hold on to it at the end. They always have it. I mean, they have such an electric offense. There's no way that your team should be able to – or should be scoring almost 30 points a game and you're 0-2. Yeah. That's, uh, that's – the defensive coordinator defense needs to do to better. But also Staley, just clock management at the end of the game. I mean, mm-hmm. it seems like the, the, in the play calling at the end of the game, not sure how much he, you know, helps with the offensive uh, play calling. But regardless, it listen, the fault – goes to the head coach. You know that. I know that. I mean, what do they need to do differently? Because they should be such a good team. <laughs> but they continue to choke at the end of games. That's becoming their thing now. And it, they need to change that before it becomes kind of like their identity. They need to. If it isn't already. They need to get rid of Brandon Staley. I, I've said it since last year. He's not a leader of men. Um I don't know. It also because injuries that that hurts. Austin Eckler, he's out right now. Yeah, he's one of the best backs in the league. And Joshua Kelly was a no show this week. He did nothing. So I think that hurt them this week. Um, but Brandon Staley, I'm not a fan of him. I think they need to move off of him soon. I don't know if, like, say you're, I guess, I don't know, six and eleven or whatever. You should, like, move off of them before that, I think. Uh, Brandon Staley. I mean, I think genuinely with how good that team is, yeah, I, I think that there's a chance if they, if they go 0-3, he's easily on the hot seat, not even a question. They go 0-4 or, you know, they end up going into the deadline at under 500 by a decent amount, let's say, like, two or three games. But then who do you hire for the rest of the season? That That's, I, like, a tricky situation. It is a tricky situation, with. but I think that at that point, you're you're just trying to fix the season. I think and, John Gruden needs a call. Oh, God. Um, He's a good coach. He might have a bad pass, but, like, 
I think he. Would. I was thinking about McAdoo. Who? What? Ben McAdoo. That guy. Bob Who I think McAdoo. Who's Bob McAdoo? He's definitely a person. I've heard of that name before. So have I. Um, but I'll look it up. I while think you Gruden keep needs another chance in the NFL. He's still a great head coach in this league, and nah. I know he's had a troubled pass, but. If you could put that to a side, I think Justin Herbert will become even a better quarterback with John Gruden at his disposal. So, all in all, I would move off of Brandon State. I don't think he's the leader of men. And you got to stay healthy because the Chargers, they just haven't been able to stay healthy. And defense just needs to make stops. They haven't been able to do that the first two weeks of the season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like your... Your idea about John Gruden. Um, I think the only thing is... it's far-fetched, it, but... Yeah, it's far-fetched. So, I'm going to take more of a realistic approach. Yeah, um, that's you, fine. You make one of the coordinators step up into the role for the rest of the season, and then you go for one of the coordinators. Well, yeah, I'm saying Gruden for yeah. next year. I don't think it's happening this year. I well, would. I'm saying, like, if they if they fired Staley, they probably could get Gruden in right away. Oh, they could easily. But, but I'm saying to go more realistic approach, it would just be a coordinator step up. But it's one of those where it's, it's, you just have to set that message... And get rid of that identity before it becomes cemented into the franchise for the next decade. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, let's talk about Deshaun Watson. Uh, last night, the Browns mm-hmm. lost. Deshaun Watson. Um, but, you know, before all of this stuff that happened, Deshaun Watson was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. No doubt about it. Yeah. He was electric to watch. The way that he used his feet to create plays. Now, to be fair, it goes to say, like, he kind of was like the king of broken plays. I, I don't yeah. necessarily think that he was the most, you know, sit in the pocket, deliver the ball type guy. It was mostly getting out of the pocket and doing some crazy stuff. Um, but last night, 22 of 40. So that's 18 incompletions. There were quite a bit of drops. Like I know their tight end was dropping everything. Um, he threw a pick. I'm not going to give that to him because it was off the receiver's hands. It got bounced twice. It was just a stupid uh, interception to go down on him. But Two fumbles, though. Um, it, the main takeaway, still struggling, still trying to shake off that rust, you know, or, or is he? Maybe Is it rust, or is it that he's gotten older and maybe those broken plays just aren't what they used to be? Maybe it's the Kevin Stefanski playbook. He just does not mesh with him. I, uh, I don't know. You got a great O-line. Like, that's not an issue. I know you did just lose Jack Conklin, but other than that, that's still, like, top five O-line in the league. He did have Nick Chubb. Now he's not there. They'll probably get a guy like Kareem Hunt. you got to get Kareem Hunt. And he Hunt. got Ford already on the roster. Um, I don't know why he's struggling. Yes, the Steelers are a great defense with TJ Watt. That is a possibility on why he was struggling last night. But the first game he was struggling too, and that was the Bengals. Bengals haven't looked great this season. Yeah, and to say, like, a lot of those passes that were incompletions, I mean, like, Elijah Moore quite a bit last night was open and the ball would go towards him but the ball just was inaccurate and wouldn't get there it it wouldn't get there properly and so you know it it, i think that there is uh an issue with his throwing right now i wouldn't say it's the playbook or any of that i think it's just he's just not what he was a lot of it could be mental as well with everything that happened it's Mm -hmm. more like you know you're going out there you're trying to prove a point and you know, the more that you don't prove that point, the more it piles up. And it just becomes a, a thing where he's going to eventually break and something, I don't, I don't know. Uh, and by saying he's going to break, I mean, like, he is going to say something to the media where he's just going to admit, like, I suck. Like, something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I, I don't know. I mean, 
It was the Browns, too. they guaranteed him a lot of money, and yeah, he's getting so paid a lot. If he for can't deliver, production right if now. he can't deliver, it's just another you know quarterback you know rotation that carousel for the Browns. Yeah, um, what was it? It was like thirty-five quarterbacks in some like nineteen ninety-eight or something like that. It's just it's crazy. Um, They're one and one though. You can't complain. It's too early yet in the season. I still think you got to give them a shot. Yeah, their defense is legit. Oh yeah. But they're it good. didn't help that they turned the ball over and put them yeah. in bad positions. But, yeah, Denzel Ward, They'll still be competing so good. for a playoff spot. I don't think they're out of it yet. So, uh, The rookie quarterbacks, and I'm talking about the main three, uh, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Anthony Richardson, they're all kind of showing out. Bryce Young, maybe not so much, but that is to say that his O-line hasn't been stellar by any means. Neither is C.J. Stroud. He has, like, 13 sacks this season yeah. so far. Uh, maybe I actually it, might be eleven. I, I'm definitely wrong. I think it's eleven. Um, but yeah, like all of them are, you know, doing pretty well. I mean, not turning it over as much as you would have probably assumed. Like most rookie quarterbacks do, especially CJ Stroud. A lot of people were, you know, harsh on him, thinking that he was going to just throw picks like it's nothing. I think he has three touchdowns, no picks. He's been sacked eleven times, but he's thrown almost six hundred yards. Yeah. He's doing what he can in the opportunities that he's his O-line gives plays. him. Uh, Anthony Richardson, for somebody that was sort of labeled this incomplete project, he's, looking he's looked pretty, pretty complete. Good, man. <laughs> he knows how to run with that football. He does, and unfortunately he's he got... protect himself. Yeah, unfortunately he got concussed. But, man, all I, three of them. Even, like, yeah. Again, give credit to Bryce Young because... They're making impacts. You know, Bryce Young, he looks fine. He, he looks like it's more just the roster isn't at the level that... Yeah, he needs to be. You need good. an O line, and that's gonna be or built yeah. within the next few years. It it takes time. I, I know as a Giants fan, and they're still rebuilding. But you know, I think if you build an O line around them, get them the weapons you got them. Jonathan Mingo, Miles Sanders, he was a good back last year. You just don't have the O line right now. So yeah, build so, an O line around them. Yeah, I, I saw this thing. It's like they're they think that they can't do QB sneaks with them, and so they put Andy Dalton in. And it's like a whole thing, like, what are they going to do? He's 5'10". Dude, I feel like most of the NFL knows when a sneak is coming. I mean, it's pretty clear when you have guys behind your quarterback. And yeah. if, even if you don't, like, so be it. You take Bryce Young out for those plays. Mm-hmm. You just have to have a good O-line. Look at what the Eagles do. I mean, I feel like, yeah, it helps to have Jalen Hurts be able to do what he does. But if, like, you gave, I don't know, Jack stole the ball there. He would probably get it as well because of how good the O-line is. I mean, it comes down to the O-line, so I wouldn't blame Bryce Young for yeah, that. You got to have a Correct me if I'm wrong. Block. Kyler Murray can do sneaks. He can. So I don't know if that, he can now just, with that ACL. But well, yeah, but like I'm saying like, that's such, a, able to. that's such like a, like a nitpick thing to say. Yeah, it's stupid. Like, he can't do QB sneaks, so like that's going to be an issue long-term. Stupid. Like, who knows if it's going to be an issue long-term. It looks like the NFL wants to ban the play because it's not fun to watch. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of teams can't do it. A lot of teams can. It, it, it's just going to be—I don't know. It's football, right? It is football. So, uh, and then last I but not know. least, I don't have the stats here. So, actually, give me a moment. I have the stats. What's the stats for? I know it on top of my head. Come on, what are we talking about? I got it. No, I got it. No, you don't. Uh, I want to talk about Tyler Lockett. This past game, okay, uh, I don't. Eight receptions, stats. fifty-nine yards, two touchdowns. It obviously wasn't. You know, over 100 yards, it I believe. Wasn't pretty, but he was making plays. He was catching the ball. Yeah, I mean, Tyler Lockett is such an underrated player. He continues to just be very good. 
Uh, and I kind of wanted to think about, well, who would you say at the moment is the most underrated receiver? I think he's up there. And that isn't to receiver. say that he doesn't get talked about, because like he definitely does by people like me who are saying he's underrated. But like I don't know, I just I feel like he doesn't get the credit that he deserves. It's easy to be outshined by DK Metcalf, but I think that he is a lot closer uh, to being a, a top ten receiver. Now I'm not saying that he is. I'm saying that people would say that he is. Like they would be like, oh, he's like twenty five to thirty. But I, I'm like, I, I think he's probably top 20 between that time 10 and 20 range. Probably more that 15 to 20. But, like, again, I feel like people have him in this, this area where it's just I think it's unfair to him. Top 25 right now. That's where I would place him. He's good, but, like, he's not a guy that changes the game for you. He's just a guy. I disagree. He's a veteran. He's a guy that knows how to play football. And I think I think you're looking at him more as like a Randall Cobb. Like you think that he. he I don't like, think he's a Randall. Randall Cobb's like barely cracking top fifty right now. I'm saying like Tyler Lockett consistently puts up a thousand yards. Consist consistently puts up good touchdowns. He's constantly making top some 25. insane plays. Like I think that if he were put on like the Chiefs, like he would put up some great So where numbers. do you rank him out of your top, whatever you just, 15? Like I said, I, I say he's between that 15 and 20, probably the back end. But again, I'm saying that I think a lot of people have him in where you said that 25 to 30 range, which I, I feel like is right. I feel like that's underrating him a lot. Okay. So. I, I don't know. He, he's a good established veteran receiver. He's, and it's also, he's a leader. I, I'm, listen, let's, let me be honest. I'm, at the moment with this whole like ranking like i am speaking on my ass if i saw pictures of receivers and i ranked them maybe he's not there but he's not there i think that he is a very good receiver he's underrated and we could go yeah. back to the receiver tier maker video oh god and then, no and then we could be like yo he's not top 25 we definitely put him he's top 25 put him oh yeah he's a pro bowl he's not he's not a elite franchise. he's not a franchise he's a pro bowl receiver That's he was a franchise yeah but as he got older was yeah. That time has passed. But do you have anybody else that you think would be underrated? Underrated. Now, are we talking about older guys? We talk about any Guy, Guys who, I mean, I would say it makes the most sense to either say somebody that's really young, like that is achieving a lot and doesn't get talked about, or somebody that's old that people think has kind of moved on, but he's still doing what he normally did. Now, I want to say a Giants player, but I don't want to, so I'm not going to say his name. What are you, who are you going to say? I was going to say Isaiah Hodgins. I think he's underrated. But. I'm saying the most. The under, most. Like, the, the most. Because like Tyler Lockett is probably up there as the most. I think Nico Collins. I think I think you've been right about Nico Collins. He's very underrated. And he's yeah. been coming on the scene recently. I think he's been making a name for himself. So I think Nico Collins. Look out for him. I think he I will like be. This. He'll be like one this. of those receivers that will be okay. But like he's, he's going to be that. Receiver. He's going to be established receiver by the end of the year, and a guy that you can look for in your fantasy team. I don't know. Um, no, I mean I'd agree. I think it's he's going to be like that guy where that it's like if, if, you're right now, say, if you're the Texans, if you're the Texans, you're going to go into next year being like, okay, we need a wide receiver one. We got Nico. We got Nico, yeah. uh, who's the other one? You the, got uh, the rookie. Rob, no, Robert Woods is on the. Is he on? He's on Texans, but I'm saying the rookie. They have a rookie that. Oh, Tank Dell. They got Tank, Tank Dell. Dell. And John like, Mechie. I got John Mechie. Yeah. I would I, say Nico. I want, Nico. I want John Mechie to do well so bad. 
I don't think he will, but uh, Nico. So Nico's that underrated guy, I would say, right now. I love it. My Nico Collins agenda is lighting up. <laughs> but uh, Isaiah Hodgins for Giants fans out there. Yeah, I think he's so. underrated, but he's not the most underrated. So, Nico Collins, remember, that was my agenda. I started this, all right? Okay. But, yeah, I think that's... He's winning me over. That uh, about brings us to the end here. Um... Thank you for listening. We got to uh, tell them something, though. So now the predictions, they will not be part of the podcast. Uh, yes. They're going to be a separate thing now. So our podcasts are going to be around like 25 to 30 minutes, whatever we do. And this one's going to be 20 around 20. This one's 25 right now. So we hit the mark. We did it. Hooray for us. It's um, actually 24. It's going to be 25. We yeah, got to yeah, hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you guys want to see more content, drop a like on this video. Subscribe to the channel. Follow our socials. We got a link tree down below. Follow us on iTunes and Spotify. Hit, yes. the, hit the follow or whatever it is plays. that makes it where you... Share it with your family and friends. Just hit the buttons that makes it where we come up. <laughs> yes. Thank but. you. We appreciate you for listening today. And uh, we'll catch you guys later. Benchwire. Out.